Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello to Matt's Movie Lodge. I am Radon Chong. I want to send love and light to you all at this time. And now, by the power vested in me, I summon the Lodge Cast. The Lodge Cast is a little podcast where we watch weird movies. So you don't have to. The Lodge Cast, baby. Episode 95, Me, You, Madness. Hello and welcome to another special edition of the LodgeCast. Holy shit, this is one for the books. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Madness. Brother Lucas. Madness. And tonight, two very special guests. Brother Zach makes a grand return. We wanted to make it special. We waited, <laughs> we plotted, and I think oh. we, we deliver this evening. <laughs> oh, it's special. And with you, you bring a brand new brother to the mix. Yeah. It's Brother Neil, everybody. Neil! Nice to be here, guys. Thank you for inviting me. I guess in terms of credentials, I would say I'm at least as much of a film scholar as Louise Linton. And so that's <laughs> what I can contribute because it was just so smart, you know. <laughs> she knows so many movies, yeah. All of us, each one of us is bursting at the seams to speak of this film. But we have to take it slow. We have to ease it in because tonight we have a very special duty ahead of us. We need to somehow recreate a semblance of the feeling that one gets when they inject this movie directly into their eyeballs because we know damn well the, the vast majority of our listeners are not going to sit down and watch this movie. So this is a true no, sir. Lodge Cats. This is a true Lodge Cast tonight. This is our mission statement. We watch weird movies, so you don't have to. This is one of the weirdest. It's definitely a movie. Well, questionably a movie. <laughs> and it's our job to bring it to the people. So, But before we do that, before we jump in, we're all anxious to jump in. We got to talk about the multi-hyphenate writer, director, star, Ms. Louise Linton. What do we know about Linton, folks? Legend. I mean, you know, I am in <laughs> awe. I'm in awe of Louise Linton, honestly. Like, she wrote a memoir that she self-published, as she often does with her creative pursuits, about her time in Zambia mm -hmm. that was exposed as where she used the phrase darkest Africa, and she talked oh, about how Hutu rebels might abduct her and what they would do with an angel-haired girl like her. This is all like Wikipedia excerpts, so you know, probably true. And was <laughs> was widely was widely, you know, mocked and criticized for being tone deaf, racist, etc. And what does she do? She comes back firing 
on all cylinders the Orson Welles special <laughs> writing, starring, directing, acting in, producing her own masterpiece. I mean, people have that phrase. She's going to prove them all wrong. Yeah. People have that phrase. God, give me the confidence of a mediocre white man. Well, as a mediocre white man, God, give me the confidence of Louise Linton. Like, <laughs> <laughs> legend. She's coming fast and furious. She's, she's back. Like, all I knew of her was uh, that she was the wife to Steve Mnuchin, the former U.S. Treasury Secretary, and that they, like— Thank Christ, that, former. That, like, she she and her husband went to, like, a like a blue ribbon cutting ceremony of, like, some $100 bills, and she had on these, like, black leather gloves and was, like, holding up a sheet of money as if she yeah. was, you know, uh, a game Fort show Knox. yeah contestant. Like, like, you know— Google image search Louise Linton money, and you will see the infamous photographs in which— she and her ghoul of a husband appear to be supervillains like Boris and Natasha holding up these large sheets of money. Yeah, and my impression of that image was that they look like these cartoonish like villains. Yes. Like they they just look to be like diabolical, like James Bond, you know, like we're gonna rob Fort Knox, but like we're- It's like they're self-aware, which makes them even more infuriating. <laughs> For sure. It's like sort of how uh, Jeffrey Epstein had a weird satanic temple on his island, but it was empty. It was almost just like a joke, <laughs> sure. you know, just like, oh, yeah. hey. And she comes from a very wealthy <laughs> um, Scottish family. I think she was descended from the guy that demands prima nocta on Mel Gibson's <laughs> wife and Braveheart. But she wow. directly descended. Direct direct wow. descended. Pure bloodline from that guy from the beginning of Braveheart. Her family has Let's multiple. Edit the Wikipedia has multiple castles in, in Scotland and she was married to some, uh, dickhead Hollywood lawyer before Mnuchin and she upgraded clearly. I imagine that they met at a <laughs> pussycat dolls show and Steve Mnuchin was wearing the same leather jacket that Tom Cruise wore in Mission Impossible 2 and it was one for sight, but... This is all speculative, but it's most likely true. But I had yeah. to like, I had to look her up before, but like, like, before the film and <laughs> I noticed that her Wikipedia page does feel very like written by her team, you know, like it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, very, it's, it's, very, it's very succinctly laid out and formatted. Like, like even with the excerpts that you were mentioning earlier, which is all true. It's like, yeah, she's signing off on this cause she's proud of it. Like she truly she wears it, it as like a badge mm -hmm. of honor. And I guess, well, the thing I was most surprised by and reading the Wikipedia article was like, I didn't know she lit, she grew up in a castle, like in Scotland. I was like, wait a second. Like I thought maybe she was just from Florida or, you know, New England or something. <laughs> but but to like see that she was from the UK completely like threw me for some reason. I think it's critical to understanding this person is understanding how she manages her social media. And one yeah. of my, I think my first introduction to her at the beginning of the Trump years was she got in trouble posting on her Instagram because she would yes. be exiting, I don't think it was Air Force One, but it was some government plane and she would tag on her photograph Hermes, you know, DNG, yep. Versace. She was, she was showing like, off. So she, yeah, she was in the people's plane, but tagging all the fancy <laughs> fashion she was wearing. And immediately everyone found like a new, a new villain. And then she also, yeah. since that, since holding up 
the ream of dollar bills or whatever, (laughs) she has controlled a persona where now she says she's like an animal rights activist. Yes, big time. Yeah, and she seems, if you go to her Instagram, I don't think I've ever seen a negative comment on her on her page, which seems strange, given that she's married to Donald Trump's Treasury Secretary, <laughs> yeah, um, and 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 her original post that I said, she seemingly controls and manages all criticism, just like Brother Lucas is saying about the Wikipedia page. I think that's a critical entry point into this mind of this person. I imagine she has at least one, if not more people that went to Pepperdine that just work for her to like <laughs> edit her Wikipedia page, edit her Instagram comments, yes. et cetera. And that's their job. And they make like, you know, probably pretty good money doing that, honestly. So I was blocked by her on Instagram. Nice. Salute. Yeah. Bishki is a prolific, <laughs> pro- prolific Insta troll when he wants to be. And yeah. I, I am not surprised in the least that she blocked you. <laughs> But the main site for the movie doesn't allow any comments, which is very key as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. The movie's account. Yeah. And if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes, we'll get to the Rotten Tomatoes scores later, but all the positive reviews, if you click on the names, they've only left one review. And it's for Me, You, Madness. (laughs) I don't even think we've said the name of the film yet. The name of the film is Me, You, Madness, No Punctuation. That's the title. Me, You, Madness. And I and I think and I think just again right before I know there's a lot of a preamble here, but it's so the the ter- the terrain is so rich. It is rich. I wanted to go in and be like, all right, I mean, I got a lot to say about her husband and Donald Trump, of course, but like, you know, maybe this person like doesn't deserve to be defined by her husband, but like, sure, n- no, no, <laughs> no. It's impossible to divorce Steve Mnuchin from this content. I know it's 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 Boris and Natasha from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like that's it's true. Like it is true. And she makes reference to her husband, and as we'll discuss in the movie, so it is what it is. I mean, it's you know, yeah. I I like to imagine that Trump saw this movie at some bullshit screening that they did, and that his reaction was the same as Carmela Soprano's reaction to the premiere of Cleaver, where yes. he felt furious and went to Trump and was like, how can you let this happen? You know, this is so <laughs> insulting to you, which I think probably happened because Carmela and Trump have kind of similar energy in a lot of ways. Yes, so. they really do. And thank you for making that connection on this podcast. That is that is beautiful. Um, her little trailer that she put together after the release of the film that she put on Instagram has pull quotes all from the New York Times review. And (laughs) these are a selection of the pull quotes. A comedic thriller. (laughs) A cinematic middle finger with a question mark. (laughs) Some will see it as a camp-tastic dark comedy Ellipsis. Never a good sign when your pull quotes are littered with ellipses. <laughs> so that's what we're dealing with here. She is scrounging for any sort of kudos to sell this thing with. And that very fact leads me to believe that she must 
be listening to this recording. I hope so. I um, bet on hello, it. Hello, Louise. Hello, Louise. Yeah. Hello, Louise. If you ever want to speak directly to Louise during this recording, please go ahead because <laughs> the chances are very high that she is listening. <laughs> so Agreed, agreed. Before we jump into this neon-drenched Fantasia... Lodge master, I've been sitting on a hell of a schnapps here in this in this preamble. <laughs> oh, um, definitely written by her team. Here we go. Oh, good. From Rotten Tomatoes, Catherine Black is a brilliant, ruthless business executive who runs a top hedge fund in L.A. She lives a wealthy but ice cold life and is self declared murderous psychopath. Enter Tyler Jones, a handsome young petty <laughs> thief and con man arriving at her Malibu estate seeking a quote, room for rent while naively unaware that he might be her next meal. Despite being roofied <laughs> and meeting Catherine's model girlfriend, Yu Yan, Tyler is quickly swept up in his new life and romance. After a night together, love is in the air. Tyler is blissfully unaware while Catherine partakes in casual murder and dismemberment after a wow. spin class. <laughs> this is giving a lot away. But sex wow. and a stolen vintage Mustang complicate. <laughs> <laughs> their mutual scheming, especially when there's a corpse in the trunk. Attraction oh. lingers as Tyler returns to Catherine, only to make the grisly discovery of body parts in the freezer. Catherine uses Jesus. everything at her disposal on Tyler, including a broken martini glass, hedge trimmer, crossbow, and chainsaw, all while keeping blood off the white couch. That's it. Romance blossoms amid no. glamorous <laughs> action no. in, this it goes on. <laughs> in this neon tinged self-aware erotic thriller riff oh. from writer director star louise linton driven by a high energy 80s soundtrack love hurts literally period <laughs> that might be the longest schnapps i've ever oh read oh my Tomatoes. god she did a lot of heavy lifting for us jesus, jesus. does she want anyone to watch the movie like that's a Cliff's Notes version of this they whole movie. They gave away a lot of, yeah. Okay. So I have to ask you guys, when you're smashed directly into this movie with Linton's Motormouth VO, <laughs> with her shaky British question mark accent with some Scottish sneaking in to the tune of Jump by the Pointer Sisters, what's going through your minds, gentlemen? Like, are you, do you want to back out or do you want to lean in? <laughs> Well, I would say first, this movie meets my criteria of quality by having at least three and maybe upwards of five opening logos of production companies I've never yes, heard of yeah. before. <laughs> I love to have to see a movie where there's like a CGI pocket watch transforming into a steam locomotive and it's called Rune Dreamers or something like that. I believe yes. her company in this is called Storm Chasers. Her yeah, production yes. company. So that yeah. really set it off that we were in for a treat. The more opening logos, the better the movie will be. That's a little Neil movie. Role. There was one with bagpipes. Yeah, that was Highland Film Group. But I was actually surprised this wasn't a Redbox Entertainment special or Saban film. Yeah, like right? this, this is Sticks. This is STX Films, which I thought did like bigger budget. They do. And, and Brother Lucas, um, I read in that in the New York Times piece that she uses for pull quotes, which actually wasn't even reviewed. They didn't review it. It's just a profile on her. Of course. In that, in that profile, 
they they get a quote, they get comment from I don't know if it was the head of STX STX Honcho. STX Honcho, who basically kind of wipes his hands clean of it and says, well, Mnuchin and the head of our company are old buddies. So, yep. oh, and he made a point of saying, we didn't put any money into this production. We didn't <laughs> yeah. produce it. No. So they're saying Distancing. like, <laughs> you know, we don't have anything. We're not on the hook for anything. And she gave a really committed performance. It was like quite a walking away from the from the burning trash fire. Yeah. Anytime you say her performance was completely committed, you're trying to dance around the point a little bit. Yeah, a lot but of dancing. Completely committed her performance is. I mean, say what you will about the woman and her eternal soul be damned, of course, but she has a presence. I don't know if her acting is what I'd call top-notch, but... I, I kept my eyes on her. She kept my attention. I didn't know what she was going to do next. There's something there, guys. I mean, I agree with you. And, I, you know, I would love it if somehow, like, John Waters came out of retirement and just yes. made a Louis, the next movie for Louise Hutton. <laughs> and she yeah. thought that it was really good. And he was doing his John Waters thing. I think that would be an awesome movie. Like like the new Patty Hearst or something. Yeah, exactly. But in the schnapps, when it, when it mentions a... An 80s soundtrack. It's it's not lying. The cues in this make the cues in Gotti seem like Goodfellas. Like it's completely yes. insane. Yeah. It sounds You're like speaking what, our language, sir. It sounds like what Don Donald Trump Jr. would like phone DJ at a party in Riyadh <laughs> or something. Like it's that's <laughs> correct. It is so That's absolutely correct. Frenetic and I don't know. I mean, it made me feel insane. It truly did. <laughs> yes, yes. And the movie is exhausting right off the bat. <laughs> like, it is It is a thousand miles an hour. It's very clearly a love letter to herself. And she admits as much mm-hmm. through the VO. She's like, she's like, I'm a narcissistic psychopath, you know? And we see her exercising and showering, giving shout-outs to designers and cruelty-free cosmetics, which connects to her animal activism. And she even calls out that you're going to say it's an American Psycho ripoff. Yep. You may think that this is a straight ripoff of American Psycho, and in some ways you may be right. But this is a woman's tale. We women are having a moment right now. And this is what we call in Hollywood an elevated story concept, a.k.a. the same but different. So shut the fuck up, turn off your cell phones, and enjoy the movie. Shut the fuck up. That's the kind of movie this is. So now I go back to the to how we're framing it, which is, you know, here's someone who is so apparently over what anyone is saying about her she spends yeah. all her time and money controlling what everyone else says about her. Yes. You can't comment on her shit. You, if you post on her Instagram, she deletes it. She's controlling a, a heavily manicured Wikipedia page. Her pull quotes from the New York Times are like three words that she could find that are unoffensive. So basically, she's 
incredibly protective and vulnerable. She's walking contradiction. Yeah, and it couldn't even be more apparent than her very first voiceover in this movie where you're going, wait a minute, this feels like an American Psycho ripoff. And then she goes, oh yeah, Zach, it is yeah, an American right Psycho right ripoff. <laughs> and because yeah. I'm telling you I know that it is, you can't critique me anymore. <laughs> exactly. And so that doesn't uh, really make it funny though. I, mean, I was confused like, no. just because I, I didn't know she was Scottish so when she started talking in the opening, I was like, that's when I got on Wikipedia because I was like, I just need to figure out like if she's doing the but she's accent. Doing a British, she's doing a British accent in the VO, right? Can we all agree on that fact? I, I can't know. agree on that. I, I felt She's like it was, a, it was like a Southern California Valley girl dialect at, at parts, but... But then in the scenes, she's doing kind of Scottish. But then all of that goes away later. It's very uneven, and she would probably say that's on purpose because... It's all on purpose. Her psychotic character wears many different voices and many different masks. Her, her psychotic character wears as many voices as she, as she does outfits, which there has to go, be Zach. at least, I, I mean, I was counting the outfits and then I think at one point she said, yes, another costume change. Yep, um, she'll call it out. She, and she, she calls, calls out every it out. costume change. Yep. She's in my mind. <laughs> I bet she did. I bet she did more costume changes than De Niro and Casino, so she could tell people that. You know, she's like, I did more right. than De Niro and Casino. I did one more. We got Blue Monday by New Order coming in and out of the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Just dropping in. Uh, how do we describe the editing on display in this particular motion picture? Working mm. overtime. I wrote down. Addled. It feels like they didn't have enough coverage and the editor was like, don't you worry. Like, I'm going to make all this work or whatever. And it's just like, you know, 1990s MTV style editing. The, the, the editing and the sound effects, very aggressive. Very aggressive. aggressive. <laughs> and there's like yes. and there's like ADR getting thrown around like grenades on a battlefield that like, you, you, you know, it's just like <laughs> pandemonium, you know, like it's the craziest ADR you've ever heard. A lot of speed ramps up and down. Mm -hmm. Oh, speed ramps all over. Like editing moves that have been blacklisted since 2002 come yeah. roaring back in full <laughs> effect. And you can tell she thinks that shit's cool. She's sitting in the edit bay and she's like, more, more, more. I love that shit. Guzzling white wine. But once she meets Tyler, played by Ed Westwick, the score immediately shifts into this basic instinct knockoff. And then they just completely rip lines off of Basic Instinct wholesale. Yeah. Wholesale. Well, I was going to say this. The, the first thing that struck me about the script was that huge chunks of it or every other scene, if you just closed your eyes or squinted, it was like you were listening to a Wikipedia page. It was like someone goes on Wikipedia <laughs> and they're like, what's the most expensive wine in the world? And it's like, oh, it's the Chateau Bourgeois, whatever. Okay, I'll copy that yeah. and I'll paste it in. Okay. And then, you yeah. know, how many movies have had chainsaws in it? You know, I'll copy and paste that and I'll like <laughs> put it in there. And it's like, you know, there were so many things like that where I was like, oh man, this is like someone, yeah, just cramming the night before and like throwing it all together. It's a unique experience. The meta commentary didn't really give you like a moment to ever breathe. You know what I mean? Like, no. I, I, no. I think Westwick in that first scene where he comes to check out her room for rent in this ridiculous <laughs> mansion ridiculous. in like the Malibu Which, look, which looks Canyon. like the Getty Center off the 405. Like I, yeah. I was just like, what yeah. is this place? And Westwick, I think 
because he's like, who is this person? He asks her, who's your husband? In a yeah. very meta yeah. nod to everyone watching this movie right now. Who's very your winky. husband? Yeah, well, and then very the, other, winky. the other meta thing too is like, just, you know, all of the press around this movie that's obviously very controlled by Louise <laughs> Linton and Steve Mnuchin and et cetera, in terms of just like, she's being herself and it's really authentically honest, but it's like her character is supposed to be this like badass hedge fund manager. And I was talking about yeah. this with my friend Jenny and she's like, this is clear psychological projection that she hasn't really done. And she's a ri rich kid who's never really done anything. So yeah. the authentic self is supposed to be this poor kid who grows up to be a hedge fund badass. And so it's like yep. this very, you know, kind of pathetic, honestly, like psychological projection underneath the sort of like, fuck it, throw your phone away and watch the damn movie kind of, you know, <laughs> attitude that <Yeah. laughs> is lathered on, you know? So there is something like, you know, I don't feel sorry for her or anything, but there, you know, when you see shit like this, there's an element of cringe that does make you feel bad on some level where you're just like, yeesh, you know? And, and Louise, if you're listening, let us know if we got that profile of you correct. Or if there's anything you'd like to add, hit us up in the comments, Instagram, Instagram comments, Louise. or delete them. But no, I mean the but all, but also right off the bat in the first five minutes, like visually, aesthetically, it feels like you're watching a movie inside a tanning bed at like a tanning salon. <laughs> <laughs> and and after a, and after a while, like your eyes just start watering, you know, and, yeah, and it's so, so blown, much neon and it's so oh, blown God. out. I thought I was playing like Sega Dreamcast. Like it was like, you know, one yeah. of those like little scenes before the next level. Yeah, it's like a tanning bed in a Hype Williams music video from the late 90s, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, especially when we get to the fancy cars later. But yeah. But can we talk about the casting of Ed Westwick? Because there's some controversy there. Who is Ed Westwick? Because I know they grow guys like that in L.A. by just pouring CBD <laughs> on a beanie or whatever. Like they sprout up out of the ground. Yeah. And they're ready to go. And they're into Steve McQueen and cool cars. They creep up in line behind you at the Earth Cafe on Melrose. You know, you just turn around and there's Ed Westwick. But but no, Ed Westwick has, was a big TV actor uh, like 15 years ago on Gossip Girl, like a big CW oh, okay. uh, jabroni. But in 2017, 2018, he was accused by four women of, of sexual assault. Three of them was rape and one of them was groping. Um, somehow evaded uh, conviction or indictment and Louise Linton cast him. Snatched him up and, on the downslide. And there, there are scenes within the first 30 minutes where yeah. she roofies him or like, you know, yeah. knocks him yeah. out and then assaults him. And she says, P PC police, shut up. Oh, shut it, PC police. No one wants to hear you bitch about it. It's fucking hilarious. You can't help but imagine her husband snickering or smiling oh, as he yeah, watched it. it. Yeah, he loves it. He loves it, yeah. He's flashing that patented Mnuchin <laughs> toad smile. Yeah. Like, just, you can just see it flickering in his fucking dewy eyes, like him watching every cut of this. Ooh, it's tough. But speaking of drugging him, that plot point kicks off the first Salad Dragon. Hey, it's a dragon the Salad Dragon. A 
scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. Now, this is a salad dragon sweet, gentlemen. Yeah. And I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best to describe this for the people. Because, again, I've already told pretty much everybody I know that they need to see this movie. And I've gotten a resounding fuck you from 99% of them. So <laughs> this is what we saw. He's asleep on the couch. And suddenly we're launched into a crazy workout montage. Yes. She does a lot of working out in this movie. Mm-hmm. Set to I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. Yeah. And this is where the sound effects come in. There's all sorts of boings and pops and like cartoon sound effects while she's exercising. She's in like a sexy leotard with leg warmers and and it's all just the goofiest final cut sound effects you can imagine. Yeah. And you can hear how old some of these sound effects are. You can hear like the old bit rate that that was used (laughs) to capture these ancient time tested sounds. She goes, she gropes him while he's asleep. Fuck you, PC police. Then she says, I really need to take a dump. Fart sound effect. Man, I've really got to take a dump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fart <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> There's several fart sound effects. Yes, yeah. It's not the, the last. No. It's the first, but mm-hmm. not the last. That's on yeah. my notes, yeah. Fart ADR. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas holds up his fart note. Cut to her masturbating while watching stock market reports. Which yeah, is the yeah. worst transition to say, I got to take a dump. And then the next <laughs> yes, shot is her jerking yes. off. And I'm like, wait, yes. is she taking a dump while she jerks off? Like, I wasn't clear at first. It was first. confusing. I honestly thought that she was taking a painful, horrible dump during that <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> too. It was confusing. Like, I didn't know what was happening at all. So Bad cut. Bad cut. But then we're plunged into yet another dance routine. This time, the the music artlessly smashes into <laughs> Let's Hear It for the Boy. Yeah. <laughs> she dances around in her garage. She takes a severed head out of a freezer and rubs it suggestively on her crotch. She humps a severed leg. This is the Mike Pence suite, I think. Mm-hmm. This, is, she, yeah. this, is for, this is for Mother and Mike. Mike, who officiated her wedding. This Mike, who officiated the wedding, yeah. Oh, Mike. I hope Mike got a got a Dropbox download. Mike got a screener, yes. Yeah. No, cannibalism, <laughs> cannibalism is very MAGA. She slices up other body parts and licks up the blood. Like this, this was lensed. This was edited. This was released. This all happens. And yeah, like I said, I don't know if she's a good actress, but she's got presence. Like my eyes were glued, glued to the screen during this Salad Dragon suite. And that and that will be the pull quote. Yes. Yeah, Louise, Louise, use, use it. it. No ellipses. Just put it, put it up. Lodgecast.com. <laughs> Lodgecast. My eyes were glued to the screen. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Exclamation mark. <laughs> That's. I mean, you know, maybe we do have to start making meta commentary on the podcast as it's happening, just to yes. fully live up to the experience of this movie. <laughs> what it does to your fucking brain. <laughs> it microwaves your brain. It yeah, it literally. Your brain. I, I was gonna say that I like to imagine that. Mike Pence watching that scene was like the part in Boogie Nights when 
there's that long shot of Dirk on the couch and he's just like, yes, he's just zoning out. But that's basically also how I felt watching this entire fucking movie. It was just 90 minutes of that, of just sort of slack. 97, 97, don't shortchange it. Slack jawed and horrified at the same time. Like, yeah. And, and trying to extricate myself from it, but knowing I can't. No, no, you can't get away. Can't get out. Oh, yeah, by Yellow blares onto the soundtrack as another woman arrives at the house. You yawn. It's, it's her girlfriend. <laughs> and it's pure Catherine and Roxy from Basic Instinct. They, they frame yeah. the shots the same as they kiss and turn to Ed Westwick. It's the same shots. Louise. Please, you're not bringing anything new to what is inspiring you. You got to twist it a little bit. You can't just completely rip but it off. But what's also interesting is the actor who played that that friend of hers. They all kind of feel like they're her friends. Like every scene, even from the opening. I'm sure they are. Like none of them felt like real actors that you audition. Like they just felt like people in her life that she is like help helping out. Or And they're only in it because they speak Mandarin. And I think she wants to show off that she can speak a little Mandarin. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what that's that's how they communicate. So I, I feel like the. The Chinese woman is sort of the Chinese Louise Linton, and probably there's yes. a Chinese Steve Mnuchin, and Steve, <laughs> yes. and, and, Steve and, and that guy sat on Bugatti motorcycles together for a photo op in Shanghai or something, and that's, you know, and they've been really, really good friends ever since, oh, it's you too know? Real. It's High too five, real, man. man. That's oh, it. it's too real. The tracks. The checks oh, out. So... <laughs> so over dinner, Linton's impressed by uh, Westwick's knowledge of video game company stunts, <laughs> which, 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 expression, yeah, which leads her to say, "Oh my God, you're a gamer." <laughs> <laughs> this plunges us into party time. So. Earlier, she had shown that she can hit this remote and turn the backyard into party mode. And some Taylor Dane came on for like five seconds while she did this weird dance. That yeah. weird dance was a mini dragon, I have to say. It was a mini yeah. dragon. Yes, I agree. It was a crouton. It yeah, was it was a crouton. A crouton, please. Solid crouton. But this party's after sundown, and rules are a little different. And there's a cover... Our first cover of Maniac by Michael Cimbello on the soundtrack. <laughs> they played the whole song. That must have been a little, like, Mnuchin drew the line. He's like, Cimbello won't cross the line. He's or Cimbello just y'all. said no. Cimbello just or flat Cim- out said no. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Cimbello said, you want both sides, you're going to pay twice. And Mnuchin said, pay him for the publishing, not for the master. <laughs> you get one or the, you only get one. Yeah, that's some hardball. But they take some Molly. The editing's going just ape shit. The blocking in every in every scene like reeks of like a like a porno shoot. You know, like half the yes. time you're expecting like someone to take their dick out or like you know someone to all of a sudden bend over and they have no underwear it on. It threatens to become a glossy porno at every turn, and yeah. I felt 
comfortable in those waters. A lot of the line readings, like even with the voiceover, they would almost have to like not do a freeze frame, but they would just be holding like a pose while the voiceover like ticked yeah. off <laughs> and then they would like move again. And it was just like, oh man. Yeah. I, I had a question in the middle of the three way, Chinese Louise Linton, uh, she Chinese Louise, yes. Chinese, yes, she, she decides, she turns to her and says, enjoy him, my love, <laughs> or something yeah. to that effect and leaves. Darling. And I thought, wait a minute, that's not what we were promised here. She disappears. She disappears yeah. and she's kind of like, you know, basically Louise didn't want, didn't write my character anything else. I'll be back in 50 minutes. You know, like there yes. was no, wh why? Why well, because, did she leave? Like, because they need to have a romantic twosome so that they can fall in love. Gotcha. Which is exactly what happened. Because, right. yeah, he was going to go out for the night, but then she, the, the Chinese Louise showed up and he was like, oh, uh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll like stay for dinner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they make love. And the morning after plunges us directly into Salad Dragon number two. Double Dragon. We get a goofy dance routine from Tyler set to... I'm so excited by the Pointer Sisters yet again. Linton clearly and correctly loves the Pointer Sisters, mm -hmm. but it, it's so on the nose. I mean, it's it's that's what I call 80s style song curation here. So his dance sequence is intercut with Linton at her blacklight spin class, which <laughs> she loves showing you her spin class. Yeah. And this dude is leering at her, splashes her with his sweat, and shows off his boner in his sweatpants. And she ends up just slaughtering him in the parking lot with her high heel, all intercut with Ed Westwick still dancing around. There's drone footage of him scaling a giant hill in the yard and just euphorically lifting his arms to the heavens. Like, what What was he direct? Like, what was the direction there? Like, what? what is he doing? <laughs> enjoy the house. Go, 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 go. Keep go, going. Enjoy. Keep going. You're enjoying. <laughs> Keep going. You're still oh. enjoying. Farther, farther. Keep going. Oh. It's like Rocky for climbing the mountain. <laughs> yes. I think Linton probably had like the classic director's bullhorn, I think, for that scene. Yes. <laughs> yes. 100%. I would like to imagine that. My other question is, you described all the sound effects from earlier, yet when she's murdering this dude, there's no sound effects at right. all. I, I, I right. thought there'd be some over-the-top, like, smashing of skull and like gushiness. Wet, and wet smashes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was no help, sound yeah. design there. Like a boy yo 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 yoing with his boner, <laughs> but there wasn't. Like, it was suddenly realistic at the yeah. spin class. Let's go full sound effects if you're going to do it. Let's go full madness. So the lovebirds meet up again, and Linton then, she's just ripping off wide swaths of basic instinct dialogue. She does the whole fuck and raise rugrats thing. And yeah. then she... Talk a lot of shit about Fresno, too, I have to say. Mm -hmm. A lot of disdain for Fresno. So she a little a little, a little 1% sneer at the 99% there, I thought. <laughs> a little again, Mnuchin rears his head a little bit, I thought, in, in that in that dialogue. And and she says a line, you don't get it, do you? Me and you, it's madness. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, she said it. So then we get a snippet of the cures pictures of you, which couldn't have been cheap. No. And Tyler's playing it while he's driving the car that he stole from her. She tracks him on her computer 
and mutters the immortal line, You thieving, treacherous little shit. To think that I actually liked you and let you touch my lady bits. I'm going to slice your face off with a cheese grater and then feed your testicles to my girlfriend. <laughs> I, I'm not mad at that line, folks. I'm not mad at that it's line. It's Esther House worthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's lesser Esther House, <laughs> but it's Esther House nonetheless. It's Lester House, yeah. Lester House. <laughs> Lester <laughs> House is kind of a genre. <laughs> it's absolutely. Lester absolutely. House. Oh, man. So I know this at least brought a smile to Bishke's face. Axel F by Harold Faltermeyer sneaks yeah. onto the soundtrack. Full like, smile, what? yeah. <laughs> What are you doing? She's picking which what? weapon to choose. And then she drops Jermaine Stewart's We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off, which I know yes. that brought a smile to your face, Lodge Master. That's one of my favorite songs of all mm-hmm. time. So she's got something, she's got a little something for everyone. She's but let's talk taste, about though. this. Let's talk about this weapons section. Uh, this has got to be a third salad dragon. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one, two, three. She's trying to think of how she's going to get him, like, kill him. She takes out a handgun, then thinks better of it due to the lack of originality. Then she proceeds to list off all the movies that have used handguns before. Like, that was, <laughs> that was, yeah, yeah. Another Wikipedia copy-paste right. job. Yeah. She's just listing them off. A, a scroll of text of movie titles appears to the left of her. She starts speeding up. And then they do like a little low budget bullet time parody when she says the matrix. This is really happening in this yeah. movie, guys. <laughs> like what, do you, what how do you even compute that? Like how it's it's almost beyond criticism. Th- that's where she's at. That's what she's done to you. Everything's upside down. Like <laughs> she really does a number on you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And 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 let's also say that at this point we are about an hour in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's no more plot, ladies and gentlemen. No, Th- it's this done. is Yeah. We're at the, the, the movie is, the movie's the set. The bridge is out ahead. And now, yeah, <laughs> we've got 37 minutes to watch her and Ed Westwick tango. 37 infinite minutes. Infinite minutes. These are the longest yeah, minutes. I, I honestly, my, when my body gave out and I said, I, that's it, I can't do it anymore. I'm going to have to pull the ripcord or I'm going to have to like, you know, cancel. Yeah. It was like, I checked the time. It was 24 minutes in. And I was like, I was like, man, they're going to kill me if oh, I don't make it. Boy. If I don't make it to the poor 30. Boy. And then like 10 minutes later was that little love triangle sex scene. And I was like, yep, oh, yep. man, this is just so weird with Ed Westwick and like the the looming, you know, allegations from his past, like clouding everything. And he seemed to be a good sport about it. Like, like, yeah, like like you said earlier with like that that montage or whatever, where he's like running around and like, you mean, yeah, that's good sport. personified. Yeah, he's he's. He did everything he was asked, and you could tell he was holding back in some scenes, especially when he was kissing Louise, and they were, like, being intimate. It seemed a little just... Yeah, she wasn't holding back, though. Too reserved. With regards to the runtime for another Sopranos reference, watching this was, like, the part where Vito is trying to do 
construction work in New Hampshire or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, it's got to be 11.45, almost noon, day's half over. And then he looks at his watch and it's like 9.45 a.m. That's how I felt every oh. fucking five minutes in this movie. Like, I was like, it's got to be like hour 10, hour 20. And we're like. 40 40 minutes bro we got another solid 50 almost an hour left here's something you have to know about brother neil brother neil is the kind of uh cinephile that tries to get you to watch a seven hour long bellatar film so when he says something's too long for him he means to him i saw saw satan tango in the theater and I own the, and I own the Blu-ray of it, and I've watched it since. The, I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. I love slow cinema. I'm a big fan yeah. of Bellatar and Turin's Horse, Tarkovsky. Yeah, Turin Horse is one of my favorite movies. I love that stuff. You nice. know, I love Silent Light and Once Upon a Time in Anatolia and all those movies. They're like four hours long, and not much yep. happens. I'm into it. So. That this movie felt this long was almost kind of an achievement to me. Like, yes, that, that I was. It's felt, a miracle. Yeah, Louise, quote me. This movie is a miracle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not slow. It's empty. Yeah. So it's thin. You know, it's thin. La- In more well, ways yeah, than this one. This last thirty minutes is Looney Tunes. It's atrocious. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's atrocious. It's madness. So we got to cover it. It's madness. We got to. We got to follow through. A snippet of rock sets must have been loved, but it's over now. <laughs> Plays <laughs> over a sequence of Tyler simply walking outside, looking at an inflatable unicorn in the pool, and then walking away. That's what it accompanied. That was the action. <laughs> then cut straight to Hungry Like the Wolf. Duran that ain't Duran. cheap. That ain't cheap. That ain't cheap at all. But it looks like a student feature to me. I mean, you take away the music of the cars or whatever. Yeah, like some of the locations. Bishki, are like, we going to certify this like, student yes, feature? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. certify Yeah, oh, for sure. Ooh, student feature certified. With a, with a healthy, healthy on steroids music budget. Yeah. So, okay, let's get through this. She cuts Tyler with a broken martini glass. She brandishes a knife. And then he threatens to ruin her white furniture with expensive red wine. This kicks off a quote-unquote delightful back and forth about whether it's to be classified as a couch or a sofa. That's a sofa. It's a couch. No, baby, I think you'll find that that is a sofa. Couch. Sofa. Couch. (laughs) It's a sofa. It's a couch. It's a sofa. Damn couch. Sofa. Couch. Sofa. Couch. Couch. Sofa. Couch. Sofa. Couch. Couch. Sofa. Couch. Sofa. Let's agree to disagree, all right? Get in the kitchen and stay there. You could just tell how deeply charmed she was with herself writing (laughs) writing this scenario. And Tyler finally discovers her freezer full of dead people. He realizes that they were fed to him earlier as steak. And she whips him in the face and over the head with a curling iron and a tennis racket. I guess these were the weapons that she found original enough to use. (laughs) And she comes after him with an electric hedge trimmer. He starts throwing frozen body parts at her. Mm. And as he does so, she says what each of the person did to deserve to be killed. Mm-hmm. And one of them, the one that stuck out was he was a Republican. And then hold, she holds it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she, 
Yeah. She, she smirks at the camera, cold. I think. Yeah. And then she goes like uh, Democrat, independent, you know. She fake news. Mm-hmm. And then she does a quick PSA for not leaving your pets in hot cars. She just just turns to the camera just straight away. She's like, This is very important. Never leave your pets in hot cars. <laughs> I mean, this movie, it started off the rails and the rails aren't even anywhere decipherable on the map anymore by this point. Like, it's just it's just out of control. Now, is this is this before or after where once again she farts in his face and says cut seemingly like it's an outtake? Mm-hmm. I think it was right before. Yeah, I think that's right before. Yeah. OK, got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. The hit songs keep coming. Take on me by AHA. Like, what are you doing, <laughs> Louise? Like, what movie has not used that song? Like, what are you doing? Then she goes on a diatribe about uh, the costs of incarceration in the state of California. Yep. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought, you know, like, I don't know where that came from. but That she, came it, from Stephen Miller. That's a Stephen Miller special <laughs> that was just some, some dinner party that she remembered. And that's 100% just a Stephen Miller uh, lecture at... The French Laundry or something. Yeah. His tentacles extend into me, you madness for sure. We got uh, money, money, money on the mm-hmm. soundtrack as Tyler walks past a bunch of expensive cars and sports memorabilia. The theme yes. song of President Donald Trump's mm-hmm. former life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very important meta commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then they dance together to, you guessed it, a snippet of Footloose, guys. Mm-hmm. Of course they're going to dance to Footloose. Like, Bishki, as a as a karaoke fanatic, like, what are you doing? Like, you you like a little bit of a deeper cut. Like, what are you doing during all of these music drops? Uh, I mean, sh- as a DJ, like, she plays a lot of hits, but she does get, you know, the next track she drops is Tenderness by General Public. That's true. Which <laughs> That's true. brought me back <laughs> She in. loves it. That was like, I thought, a callback to Clueless, right? It could be. Or it could just be it was on her list of uh, acceptable, I'm, acceptable. I'm telling songs. you, she had access to a library, and she said, "Yes, everything, please." I, I really think that's what happened. Yep, they gave her options, and mm-hmm. she said yes. So they finally lunge at each other near the pool. It's basically like the ending of Rocky Three, where you know, I thought I clocked Creed, the same thing. Yeah, I was like Creed, Creed and Rocky finally have their fight, but it pauses right before they connect and it's the credits. But then they each have an insufferable final monologue directly to camera. Mm-hmm. And this is I wrote this down. I'm like, I am honestly worried at this point for Lucas's safety. I was like, what is <laughs> how, is he still alive? Is he able to is he able to take this in anymore? Were you still or watching? Or he passed on? Oh, no. I, I hate watched every minute of this. Like, had my full <laughs> undivided attention. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, man. And it was so... I can't I can't stress enough to our listeners that the aesthetic, like the visual quality of the product was like, you know, just this Nick Reffin nightmare of neon pink, yes. just pink, glossy, glowing, nuclear holocaust like fl- like I like vape- va- loves this va- vaporwave <laughs> flash wave like I could not see straight after that like I was blind like I, I was completely blind 
if Refn makes me you madness too, I would not bat an eyelash. I'd be like, "Yep, that makes sense." Yeah, he's a, he's probably a super fan. Brady Stanell so will write it and and and. and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Thompson Twins, hold me now. Gets gets the final end credit spot, and we see that they have a baby together. And it's very sincere. Uh, sincere. Very sincerity. sincere all of a sudden. Yeah, out of they nowhere. They have the baby, and then they're in love and fade to black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Not before. What? In her final diatribe, Linton says, you know, don't judge people for their political persuasions. Oh, Let's God. be kind. And yeah. More kindness, please. More kindness, please. Again, once again, I'm going to make comment. I'm not going to let you comment. Then I'm going to comment on everything you might be thinking about me. And then I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to shame you. And she's shaming all of us. She's shaming all of us. She's shaming this entire episode by saying, guys, can't we just be kind? You know, can't we just be kind? Even if, you know, can we be kind to the Ed Westwicks of the world who are missing their bootlaces? Uh, can we can we be kind <laughs> to to the to the Lintons and the Mnuchins who just happen to be of a different political persuasion that's ruining people's lives? But be kind to them. Be kind to them while they ruin people's lives. Be kind. And, and uh, you oh. know, so she has the final word, guys. And in the end, she's very happy. I was trying to think what other movies kind of have this same energy that makes you feel insane watching it and the only ones i can think of is Gotti number one um yeah mm-hmm. obviously the room has similar energy in in a certain way like at least the first time i saw that movie um you know before it became a cult movie and then mad dog time have you guys seen that oh shit yeah. that that's, is the, that's the one that roger ebert said he wanted to cut up into ukulele picks because he hated it so much. Yes, you guys should do an episode <laughs> of that. That's the one that was made throwback. by Larry Bishop, the idiot fail son of Joey Bishop of, you know, kind of lesser oh, member of the Rat Pack. And he obviously pulled every favor that he could get through his dad because it has like Ellen Barkin, Gabriel Byrne, Richard Dreyfus, yeah. Diane Lane, Jeff Goldblum. And it's like same energy as this where it's just insane the dialogue is insane there there's no you know jokes or anything like it's just it makes you feel crazy watching it it's sort of like and i guess the other one would be inland empire <laughs> that's the that's the sure, set, sure. the set of of that genre and i don't know what to call it exactly but that's a, a certain yeah. mind melting genre where by mind, the mind melters, yeah, outsider art mind melters, where it's like someone kind of knows what they want, but they don't possess the tools to get it, so they take weird routes that, as a professional filmmaker, you would never even know were there, and you you end up with with madness. So critics, Rotten Tomatoes, based on ten only ten reviews, twenty percent, audience. Based on 100 plus reviews, 95 <laughs> percent, and worth every penny. Yeah. Worth every penny. The fix yeah. is in, Louise. We know. We know you're cooking the books, Louise. We know you're cooking the books. We know you're hiring the bots to come in. They all say similar things too, where it's like very entertaining. We'll rewatch. We'll love to watch this over again. 
Like it's, it's yeah. I, I think on Saturday before I rented a movie on iTunes, I noticed it was in like the top new releases, and I thought, "There's no way. Yep. There's no way." And then, sure enough, I went to check again last night, and I think it was like one hundredth on the chart. I, I don't know sure. how that all works, but it wouldn't surprise me if they employed something like what the Republican Party did with the Don Jr. book release, yes. which was yes. you buy a shitload of copies and you give them all to the poor souls who attend these, you know, lifeless events. Of, of, you know, <laughs> worshiping his father. And all of a sudden, he's got something that they can slap a label on and say it's a New York Times bestseller. That's and right. I, I gotta assume now, the now iTunes- he's got an iTunes, top yeah, iTunes. Yeah, the right iTunes now. chart might have worked that way, but um, I wasn't quick enough to cap to catch it, like what number it was ranked on Saturday night, but- I, I hope they yeah. make conservatives watch this movie. That sounds great to me, yes. honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. Show, CPAC is coming up. Show this movie to everyone at CPAC. Make them watch it. Required just, viewing. Oh. Just tell them this is the movie liberal Hollywood doesn't want you to see. They did that with Gotti, yes. on, honestly. The exact same thing. There was a preview for Gotti where they're like, the movie yep. critics don't want you to see. Yep. 95% yep. audience freshness rating. It was so great. That no, that's so right. Much. No, I think we're on. So, Louise, this is it. Forget the New York Times. You 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 call the shots and you say the movie that liberal Hollywood doesn't want you to see. Mm-hmm. They're trying to cancel my movie. That's it. It'll take you right to the moon. <laughs> yeah, to the moon. All right, guys. Well, we've been through it. We've been through the ringer. We've been through the microwave. Let's go to their madness bones. All right. I mean, again, I think this might be this is this is beyond any any metric that we could even devise, but we'll try to fit it into what we do here. So let's start with Brother Lucas. I'm very curious to see where you land on this. Oof, yeah. You know, Brother Set Neil. The tone. <laughs> yeah, Brother Neil kind of touched upon it earlier when he uh he mentioned Tommy Wiseau because the first thing I did <clears throat> in taking notes was just listing the names of filmmakers that Louise Linton is now going to be added to, which is like Jeremy Saville, Jim Cummings, Neil Breen, Tommy Ooh. Wiseau, Glenn Danzing. <laughs> um, these are these are filmmakers that get perverse, you know, pleasure playing the, the part of a director, right? I get to be God. I get to control everything. And, and I love having people surround me and telling me how great I am because I do it all and I can do your job too. And like, I'm the best there is and you're going to learn from me and I'm so great. This is going to get dark. And, uh, it's pornography. It really is. It's pornography. Like, but there's no sex scenes in, in the pornographic sense. You know, they're just very light, erotic, like 1990s, like they even, yeah, stole the like Top Gun sex scene, you know, when so like after the threesome break gets broken up, it's like, okay, it's now it's t- our, our sex scene. And I just wasn't on board because, yeah, it wasn't so much like the American Psycho, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, you know, story. It was just like, 
it was so poorly made. Like I truly believe that, that Miss Linton did it all like, like wrote, produced, directed, starred. like even her makeup. I was convinced she did herself. I was like, there's no way she had a makeup artist because it just looked so raw. Like, you know, and, and yeah, like her working <laughs> out, um, and all the wardrobe changes, like sh showcasing her zero percent body fat. Like, it's just, it's just like, <laughs> it's, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. So I got to give it a woof. I've got to definitely you know, pass on this, on this dog. And I'd rather watch my next door neighbor's vacation videos to San Diego, you know, LT drops a woof. All right. To be expected, to be expected. Brother Zach, what do you got going on? What do you got cooking up? To me, this is the movie of the MAGA era. <laughs> and the reason, I think the reason it is, <clears throat> is that the, it, it came full, fully clear to me at the end um, when she's kind of coaching Ed Westwick, you're going to go to college, you're going to get your degree, make a lot yeah. of money. And I'm like, oh, this is the old Republican mode of pull yourself up by the bootstraps and anyone can be living in Malibu Canyon in this fancy mansion and drive muscle cars. <laughs> and right. so that's at the, that's baked in to Ma, what MAGA is now, which is like threesomes, making fun of people from Fresno, but just a lot of <laughs> grotesquerie of neon and, you know, eating body parts and uh, cannibalism and, you know, whatever the fuck the Trump family wants to own the libs with. And that's kind of what the movie is. <laughs> it's pick yourself up by the bootstraps and Westwick was given no laces. So that's no kind laces. of- No, there's no laces in his boots. <laughs> I think I wrote that down three times. It really- you know, it really <laughs> bothered me. That was bugging yeah. you. You're a boot connoisseur, and that was that was bugging you. But that's the problem with the Republican Party is that they want people to pick themselves up by their bootstraps, but the system has left people with no laces. And that is the fucking problem. And that's why this movie is the movie of uh, of of the MAGA era. And I am so glad to be at least for momentarily with the MAGA era in the rear view, momentarily at, at, at least. Uh, and, and just to think of the poor souls like Steve Mnuchin who had to sit and watch this movie in various edit stages <laughs> after, a, after a day of work brings me so much extra contextual joy. It's a one bone yeah. for me. It gives yeah. it a solid one bone, bone, a solid Zach. bone. I love of, it. Yeah, I, I get I get some from it. I got a little something from it. Yeah, I love it. All right, brother Neil, do you kind of get what we're doing here with bones? I it's do, I do. Woof, and I'm gonna go woof to four bones. Yeah, I'm gonna go one. Uh, you know, I'm even gonna go two bones, honestly, because Whoa. like Whoa. like <laughs> Zach says, the idea of Steve Mnuchin watching this movie and all of the press by Steve Mnuchin and the other STX guys and stuff, it's all like as if they were describing like. Uh, a movie that uh, Christopher Walken's character Nick made when he got home from the deer hunter and decided to become a filmmaker. <laughs> like the way that they talk about her, they're like, she's very much herself and she's really, you know, fearless and courageous and stuff. And just and like, she's committed. That, yeah. That she's really committed. That they're engaging in 
you know, is and and the grinding teeth that you can literally hear in those press yeah. quotes is very gratifying to me. You know, the yes, idea of Steve Christian yes. watching this movie and then after that, you know, the literally tens of thousands of Tyler's walking around the city of L.A. that he'll see now and sort of wonder yep. about. That's worth two bones to me. So I love nice. this holistic bone approach. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I I think it's it's progressive, and I think it's very exciting. Kudos to you, brother Neil. And and I love that this is your <laughs> this is your first <laughs> movie that you're covering on the Lunchcast. <laughs> it's a very auspicious bone debut with two bones. <laughs> two bones. <laughs> oh, all right. Brother Bishke, does that uh, influence you at all, or what's going on? It does. It does. Bravo, Neil. We're kindred spirits. Um, you know, this movie has some things going for it. Um, the unlimited 80s music budget. I mean— Unlimited. <laughs> unlimited. Like, like you know, uh, beautiful Malibu location, killer cars, neon lighting, fast and furious pace. Um, pays homage to two of my favorite films, American Psycho and Basic Instinct. And I guess if you ever wondered what, like, one of the Trump kids, if they ever made a movie, this is pretty yeah. much it. I can see, <laughs> yeah. I can see Don Jr. behind the camera, like throughout. Um, <laughs> it's very pseudo self aware, embarrassing at times. I mean, embarrassing throughout. And um, a little criticism. It it has okay. the one location shoot. It's in Malibu. Sure. And it's tough. Like it's like if you have three hundred million dollars of, of Steve's money, go out, shoot around LA, like get a little, yeah, get a little more coverage. Um, she went to the spin class. Come on, they did have the spin class, and there was a uh, uh, a, a taco stand. But this last half hour, which we described, was very tough to get through. It was Looney Tunes. It was yeah. it was a climax that just kept going. And, and there's a scene where they say potato, potato, let's call the whole thing off, which yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was 1950, I guess it would be funny. <laughs> also, the, yeah. the cute part where they do the cute back yeah. and forth. They was... talk about how cute they are together. We are so cute. We are so damn cute. The cutest. Cute-tastic. Cutie McTootie. Polly Pocker ain't got nothing on us cute. Cutie with the booty. Adorably cute. Very cute. 100% cute. Tootie for a cute. Like... Eat it, my little pony. We're way cuter. Super cute. It's never been anything cuter than you and I. That was as difficult to watch as anything in Pasolini's Salo, to be honest. Like, that was just <laughs> agonizing. <laughs> so that that whole section, the bones were falling off. I was probably higher yeah. than Neil at one point. But I'm sure, going to drop sure. below Neil for that last half hour, give it one and, a, one, and one half bones okay. for the laughs yeah. and the 80s music. Yeah. Uh, Louise, I hope... You uh, continue to make pictures, even though you're an awful person. Oh, she's going to put some ellipsis in, in that quote, but she's going to use it. Let's be kind. Let's be kind to people, Brother Bishki. Let's be, be, kind. Kind. Yeah, be kind. You know, she's almost saying, uh, guys, love and light. She <laughs> almost does. Yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> almost does. She says everything but. So, okay. So the rundown is we got a one bone, a woof. A one and a half bone, a two bone. The whole spread. And nobody's going above two. You know, my bones were spiking above two at times. Above the Amorth line. Yeah. Above the Amorth line, that scene where she's dancing to Taylor Dane out in the party mode yard. 
<laughs> I, 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 I was at a three right there. I was, a, I, I was turning, I was turning the cruise ship around at that point. But yeah, that that back thirty, woo, mm. woo. I have to tell you guys, I intended, I fully intended to smoke for this film because I thought it would be absolutely necessary. But the movie took my breath away from so many different angles that I didn't even have the breath to inhale. I saw this completely sober and it was, I was still on board until that final 30. The final 30 though was, it's the trauma of it almost makes me like it more. I, it's hard to explain. <laughs> I mean, I just agree with you. I mean, I, I'm going to drop a little Armand White hot take here. I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> me, me, you, madness is better than Malcolm and Marie. Straight up. That's my. <laughs> that is. That's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot take. It was an unforgettable experience, and despite the awfulness of her husband and her by association. I think she's a very interesting filmmaker and performer. Interesting is a word that people use when they don't quite know how to praise someone. And I think she transcends good or bad. Mm. It's it's one of a kind, which I can't say about every movie I see. But it is enough for me to officially muster one and one half malignantly narcissistic vanity bones. Yes, sir. Yes. So... I feel like the combination of all of our ratings paints the picture. It paints the true picture of this. And if you're listening this long, I don't know where your head's at. If, if your head's maybe been microwaved by us just talking about this, please just, just, just give it a shot. Put it on and see how long you can take it. 24 minutes see is when long. I was tapping out. I was like, I was trying to tap out 24 minutes in. If you make it the whole way through, I wish we had a prize to send you, but we don't. But we'll give you our official seal of approval. I think Instagram the prize, the know. prize is watching after that crazy movie with threesomes and cannibalism and everything, the, and 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 a half dozen uh, drop it like it's hot dance moves and thongs. The prize <laughs> is watching Westwick and Linton uh, kiss at the end, closed lips. Did you notice yeah. that? Mm -hmm. It's supposed nice to be this closed. masterful, passionate movie ending kiss, and the lips are sealed shut. I mean, it is the That's right. maybe the iciest final kiss that a movie yeah. has built up to in quite some time. I mean, that was it's as awkward as Mnuchin himself. Yeah. I, was, I could almost feel Steve was on set that day. I think that's the yeah. only oh, explanation. Yeah. He was directing it. Steve was 100% on set that day. So, yeah. And he uh, was looking right into Westwick's eyes, yeah. I think, in that take. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was making live sound effects. That's BU Madness, folks. Holy shit. Brother Neil, thank you so much Thanks, for joining guys. us. Thanks, Thanks, thank you, fun. Brother Neil. Always down. This is very fun. Thank you all. Brother Zach, good to see you, man. Brother Zach, welcome um, back. It feels so good to be back, you know. Hopefully soon we'll, we can all get jabbed and do this in person, you know. Yes. That's right. That's yep. right. But until then, it's madness for us. Love and light, Louise Linton. Love and light, I guess. Good night, Louise. <laughs> <laughs>
She's in my mind. 